Hey, you're listening to the Speaking of Music podcast. Hey guys, we're back, and this week we have an exciting episode because we are going to talk about 321 by Lennon Stella. I've been so excited for this episode for such a long time, and it's just an amazing album. So we're going to dive right in with some background info. So 321 is the debut album from Lennon Stella, and it was released April 24th, 2020. And there were 13 tracks and a lot of singles. So the singles were Kissing Other People, Go on TV, Jealous, Fear of Being Alone, and Older Than I Am. Okay, cool. So we should get started with rankings. Okay, I'll start with my ranking. So we have Much Too Much, Bend Over Backwards, Save Us, Weakness, Fear of Being Alone, Kissing Other People, Games, Jealous, Pretty Boy, Older Than I Am, Golf on TV, Good Night, and Since I Was a Kid. My rankings are Much Too Much, Save Us, Weakness, Jealous, Older Than I Am, Kissing Other People, Bend Over Backwards, Good Night, Games, Golf on TV, Since I Was a Kid, Pretty Boy, and Fear of Being Alone. And mine are Weakness, Much Too Much, Save Us, Jealous, Bend Over Backwards, Kissing Other People, Older Than I Am, Good Night, Fear of Being Alone, Golf on TV, Games, Pretty Boy, and Since I Was a Kid. Okay, so we definitely have, actually, they're kind of similar, all of them, but... I- I like to point out that Sophia and I's are more similar than Anusha's are to the rest of us. Yeah. That makes sense, but yeah. All right, so I think we should just get right in, go in order, and that means we're going to start with Much Too Much, which actually, a cute little story time about Much Too Much. When was this album released? Right after the pandemic started. Okay, yeah, April that's 21. what I thought. Because I followed Lemon Stella on Instagram and she was like, oh my God, like my new album is out. And I was like, oh my God, let's add some of the songs to my playlist. And I was, I kid you not, so obsessed with Much Too Much. Mm-hmm. And it was, I would remember like running around like my normal running route around in quarantine and Much Too Much was like always on that playlist. And I was always running to it. I was like, Much Too Much. Anyway. I have such a funny story about that too, because I had like, very similar experience i like found her not on instagram i found her on spotify i was just like looking at like i what i do is i look at everyone like different people's playlists on spotify and i just like listen to random artists so that's how i discovered her and um i like got into this very obsessive much too much era where it was my like top played song on like recedify for like four months straight and lennon stella was just my most played artist for like four months straight as you should like 2021 yeah and it was like just much too much like over and over again it was just always coming up on my playlists and it's just I think the perfect song to kick off this album because it's just so like explosive and it's really captivating right off the bat we can go into the actual song now I think the lyrics are really fun and really catchy and I think that like that's something she's really good at, making things catchy. And her album is very, very pop, you know? Like, you can't call it anything else. And I think there's a beauty of, like, just straight, yeah. like, hyper-pop music that, like, 
you can incorporate great lyrical elements and great musical elements while still being very pop centric and a lot of people like to look down on it but I really think that there's a lot of merit to pop music and artists like Lennon kind of make that make sense and I know because I've been listening to Lennon and Maisie because my mom was the biggest fan of Nashville and like they were country little darlings and this album is just not what I expected at all but also just like oh yeah everything that I needed and songs like much too much like The lyrics in the chorus are super catchy, but it plays across the meaning really well. What if I'm just a little much too much for you? It's really just a song about being insecure in a relationship because you feel like you're falling apart. And that's what it boils down to. It's a great pop song with a lot of great elements to it. So what I liked about this song is that it used the repetition of words very well. And I personally... I'm very picky about when artists repeat words and I only like specific ways of someone doing it and this one was um very well done because the the repetition of the words fit in the like phrases of the lyrics and they're not just repeating the words just to like fill in part of the song so I also like the um contrast between the little by little and much too much in the chorus so next up we have kissing other people which also was one of my songs in the running playlist but much it was overlooked much too much was like my number one girly um yeah (laughs) yeah of course but um you know what's really really interesting is that I had two moments throughout this album where a song reminded me of the song Kissing Strangers. Um, oh my god, yeah. By Simone, right? And this was one of those moments, even though the so- song didn't sound the same, I saw the name Kissing Other People, and I just like thought of Kissing Strangers. And then I'll bring it up again, where the song actually does sound like Kissing Strangers, but that's for a different song. When I saw the title, I thought of Dancing with Strangers. That was like the similarity I I saw that's good too not that it's that much like dancing with strangers but that is what I thought of um I think this song is I think this song is also very catchy and it's a good follow-up to much too much because it's it's like slightly less upbeat but it it still has um Mm -hmm. like a drive to it I think this song is interesting because when I saw the title, I thought it had to be like like a jealousy song or a song that's like, oh, I'm, I'm like not over you and you're out there kissing all these other people because that's usually how the story goes. But I thought this was really interesting. It was kind of reminiscent of How Do You Get the Girl by Taylor Swift in which it's like a literal recipe for what you need to do. She's like, this is how you know you're over someone when you can kiss other people and not think of them and not feel guilty. And it's very much like, go up to the girl and be like, I miss yeah. you. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but the song was just stuck in my head for eternities after this album well after my first listening experience of this album and I feel like I really like um Lennon Stella's like disco 
top things she has going on because as Sophia said earlier like sometimes you just need a good like straight up pop album and all of these like lovely disco reminiscent elements that we get in some of these songs just sounds so good with her voice okay let's move on to the next track which is games I love this song I love all these songs man they're just okay. so awesome yeah there's just so much so many good things to say about this album um but this song has some lovely little riffs that I've tried to recreate um <laughs> by myself it's not as good but we're getting there yeah Anusha. <laughs> I I love I love what she does with her voice in this song it's it's so fun and I think different like obvious the most obvious riff was when we get on the word games right yeah but um it's a very um interesting production choices in the song that I really appreciated I think I like the lyric a lot in the pre-course it's not love it's a power struggle and it's acknowledging yeah. you know two people can be together for all the wrong reasons you know wanting to be in a relationship just because you want to be in a relationship not because you're necessarily ready to do that and mm-hmm. and just like holding on and trying to like keep it going in a way that isn't right I think it's very yeah. interesting I liked this one sonically and it definitely slowed things down after the first two tracks and I personally um The chorus was not my favorite. Like the line, like you like games more than you like me. Like I like that part. Yeah, I like fine. that. It's fine. It just didn't. I just. I just didn't really like connect with this song in any way. Yeah, we, and there are other songs. Yeah, that... I definitely did. I definitely like deep, deep connection with this song, Victoria. <laughs> It's not like I don't have songs that I like about being in a relationship as if I've ever been in one. <laughs> this wasn't this one. <laughs> this done. is so funny. And you done. Okay, okay. We're gonna we're gonna move on now. I'm done hearing from Victoria. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's move on to Fear of Being Alone. Did I potentially um, put this song last? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Does that mean I don't like it? Absolutely not. I think this this whole album has a lot of good songs. And I just... Oh, I'm so mad I put it last now. But we already set our rankings. So what's done is done. <laughs> I think what made me put it last is just like... It's the same thing as, like, games, just, like, not as good. (laughs) This song is literally um, Scared to be Lonely by Dua Lipa. But, like, same song. But, like, better. Yeah, it's better, but it's, like, (laughs) the same idea. Oh, yeah. But I'm really proud of myself for making that connection. I just, I really wanted to share. I forgot that song. Thank you. Oh my god. So did I. And I was like, I swear I've heard this idea before, like this exact idea. But you know, I thought it was a BB Rexa song at first. 
that's what I thought. I I did my girl dirty. I did my girl dirty a little bit. Never again. Honestly, BB deserves better. Okay. I agree. <laughs> Justice for BB. What I liked about the song is, like, the flow of it. If that makes sense, because okay, I like how it transitions into the like the ah it's the fear of being alone like I like how she goes into that like her voice is very very smooth as she's transitioning from the pre-chorus into that you know higher chorus part I like that a lot um I also like a lot of these lyrics I like the um like the a lot of lyrics in verse one are like vices that I can mix and then I like the um, part in the pre-chorus, the it's not love that keeps us holding on. Like, I like how she breaks that up. It, it's not love that keeps us holding on. Like, I like that a lot. For yeah. that lyric, I like the the concept of that. Like, the whole concept of the song being, like, love is not why we're here. It's because we don't want to be alone. And... um I think the song has really good flow, as Anusha said, um, and I and it has a like a different rhythm than the other, like the previous songs on the album, which I think is good because when if I listen to an album and all the songs sound like similar, then I get bored, and this one definitely kept me interested in the sound. Um, I do personally think the words it's a fear of being alone were repeated a lot in the song, but that's 100% just me, so. It is 100% just you. (laughs) Well, thank you. I just said that. (laughs) No, I think her voice does a lot of awesome things in this song. I think vocally, she does explore a lot of her range, which I find really interesting. Like, in London and Maisie, she was basically always the low harmony, um and here when she sings the high notes I'm like wow I'm like that is so good like I didn't know she could do that anyway no you're right let's talk about okay. pretty cool. boy pretty boy pretty boy I like the pretty voice the voice I like the voice filter of course you do I like the voice filter of course you do I do mm-hmm yeah mm-hmm I think the concept of this song is very interesting like wanting to get to know someone and they're just not letting you right and I think the way she says it is super interesting I've been trying to make you more than just a pretty boy and I guess that's like more than just a pretty boy in her head is what it kind of comes up with because like you can be attracted to someone just because you think they look nice but it's a whole mother level when parts of their personality and their their feelings appeal to you as well and a lot of this album is Lennon looking for a real live connection with someone and this really reflects that the only thing is the whole chorus is just pretty boy pretty boy more than just a pretty boy pretty boy mm-hmm. um so I think yeah. that might fall a little bit lower but I think that the verses are really interesting and the whole concept of this song as a whole is super interesting. I agree. I think that 
again, this was like a new sound being introduced into the album. So that's why it has a nice place where it is in the album. I also like the way she says pretty boy. Pretty boy. Pretty boy. (laughs) Because, you know, a lot of singers don't like pronounce their T's like that. So it's very... T-boy. It's a very um, prominent uh, pronunciation choice when artists do that. Okay, let's move on to Golf on TV. And I keep saying it as Golf on TV because that's how she says it in the song. And I have to, like, not do that because it's just, I, I think that within the song, she like puts a lot of emphasis on the T part because that's just how naturally I guess it flows for her. This song is really, really fascinating, okay? Um, I was really confused the first time I listened to it. And then I was like listening closely to the lyrics. And I was like, okay, I, I get what's going on here. I understand, I comprehend, like it's it's still no. a fascinating concept to me. I'm with her though. I am with her. No, I agree. Because both on TV. When I first saw this on the list, like when I saw it, I the only thing I thought was like golf on TV. Oh, that's like boring as hell. Like that's (laughs) terrible. (laughs) Who does that? Like I'm really glad that that's how it was used in the song because I don't know if she was about to say I love watching golf on TV, it would not have ended when I'm throwing hands, man. Like (laughs) punches, punches thrown. Okay, let's actually talk about another interesting element of this song. I listened to the, okay, this song is a solo version of a song that she put out with J.P. Sachs. And I feel like that doesn't happen. Like, people do remixes. So, initially, I assumed the J.P. Sachs version came out after. And then I realized, like, no. She put that song out, and then she has a golf on TV solo version. And it's like, huh? It's very confusing. It's very not with the norm but I like it I like that this whole album is well I mean I was gonna say it's just her but her sister's on it which we'll get to in a minute um but I think this album is super personal in a way that like to having a feature just a feature even if it is two Canadian queens was just not necessary and it's really interesting and I like both yeah just putting it out there yeah so do I I really like both versions um but I think that the strongest, I mean, we talked about how interesting and I think intriguing the concept was. But for me, the highlight of the song became the melody because it's just, I think that Len and Stella does have a way with melodies. Like they're, you know, pretty much guaranteed to get stuck in your head. But I really liked how soft this one was. And it just felt very like, it felt very relaxed to me in a way that I don't think it was supposed to be necessarily. I just really liked and resonated with the melody of this one. I like that it's... uh, Yes. I like how the first half of this album was just like slowly started getting like slower and softer because you start out with much too much and it's just like each song gets progressively less like out there. Um, And I like, this one definitely has, like, a laid-back feel. And I also just really like the concept of 
using or like some people want to switch it up just like just one love could never be enough but some people watch a golf on tv and neither of those things make sense to me like the example of things that don't make sense is um makes the song interesting because right it's it's not something you think of until you see it or someone mentions it like golf on tv is so boring yeah um, yeah however i mean what about those people that actually like to watch golf on tv my uncle likes to they'd watch be a little offended they would not be listening to this they would not <laughs> be listening true. to this album let's be real that's that's I like she was not they, yeah Golf people do not like Lynn and Stella, and Lynn and Stella does not like those golf people right back. <laughs> it's okay. The feelings are mutual. I just think it's interesting how this album progressed into like some really toxic relationship talk to finally something that's really sweet and cute and healthy. It's like, wow, you can have a, a nice, easy, healthy relationship. It kind of gives daylight by Taylor Swift. I used to think love would be burning, yeah, bright, it but does. it's golden. Okay. That's all. <laughs> Golf on TV doesn't make much sense to let him sell up. But you know what makes perfect sense to me? This ad segue. So here's an ad break for you right now. Hey, guys. We're back. And we are going to discuss the next track, which is Older Than I Am. Giving older sibling. Yes. Two out of three of us can relate. <laughs> it does give older sibling. I was going to say... um. It gives eldest daughter. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. It does. I am not an eldest daughter. I'm not even an elder daughter, so I cannot relate. Sophia it's... is, in fact, a youngest daughter. I'm a baby. Wow, what a loser. But I'm still what older a loser. than Big I'm older than both of them. So you know what? Suck. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay. Anyways, I think that Victoria was talking about before how the album kind of starts out very explosive and um, fast-paced and it starts to taper down which I wanted to add that you don't see it you don't see that pattern happening that much in albums you usually see like starting out kind of quiet and getting louder as the album progresses so that's something I wanted to add but back to older than I am I think that this was a very very strong piano ballad to include um I think at a very crucial point in the album we are like halfway through and I really like this being like a culmination of the you know louder to softer part of the album um and I think that there were just so many strong themes in the song it's just very good yeah middle track I mean listen I think this song is just really interesting and really reminiscent of being pushed into the spotlight earlier than you know what the consequences are going to be because if you are 12 years old on national television your life is going to change and you're going to be forced to make a lot of decisions and grow up really quick in comparison to other people your age and I feel like she really talks about that here and she's saying like I wish I could Mm -hmm. be so do something stupid and it's assuming that people that are her age are kind of already doing that like she missed out on the whole college experience kind of mess around do crazy things and leave your parents house for the first time kind of experiences that a lot of people do look forward to and that's why she kind of feels older than she is even though that's really just 
a lifetime's worth of like traumatic experiences put on Mm -hmm. like that's traumatic and people don't talk about it a lot no exactly you're right I like I enjoy the concept of this song I guess and I also do like it sonically with the ballad thing that Anisha was talking about I do however like have a slight issue with like the lyric I'm older than I am but again that's just me why because it's like I am older than I am which just if you take it as it is yeah that's the point no I know it's the point but like but like you're not getting it okay just say no just say you're not intellectual enough for this yeah that's no. what I'm saying. Like, that's the point of the song. I'm older I than know I am. That's the point of the song. But I'm just saying that's that I me, it grammatically. Me. Nobody in pop music uses correct grammar. Aww. The amount of people that are like, I'm going to do this, got to do that. Like, come on. Yeah. And it Even the word me. come on. Like, don't act like Ariana doesn't make up words all the time. No, no, but I get, I just get annoyed. Even, like, any time an artist pronounces words wrong so it fits to the flow of the song, like, that's just not it for me. Let's move on to Bend Over Backwards. I liked this one. I love this song. It brings back, you know, some of the tempo that we, like, lost a little bit in the middle of the album. (laughs) Okay. I love the melody of the song so much. Um, The concept, to me, is really strong, and um, it was a very good take. We see the idea of um, compromise, I think, as a whole, uh, showing up a lot in music. Um, But I like this take on the idea um specifically just the way that she words things and there are also a lot of very cool production um elements and i think that there was definitely some experimentation that was going on with the production here and it definitely paid off i love the way the chorus is structured like i like the i can compromise i'm willing to try i'll put in the work but i won't bend over backwards i like how that kind of goes like one after the other yeah and the melody like is so like smoothly um what's the word like satisfying yes it's smoothly satisfying the way that the chorus moves and when it when you finally get to the phrase but I won't bend over backwards um I I just I just like the phrase like that phrase is very I like it too. Nice. Yeah, I think this song is very appealing to me. At first, I was like, what are you saying, girl? The only word in the chorus I understood was like, bend over backwards. Because the way it works is there's like heavy f- filtering and changing of 
of her yeah. like, natural singing voice for the first part and then she comes back and goes but I won't bend over backwards mm-hmm. which I thought was cool I think once I got it but yeah. I was like what is she talking about the I'm willing to try that got totally distorted it was like I'm willing to try like you just could not hear what she was saying until you actually know the lyrics but I liked it yeah okay let's move on and we're going to talk about Jealous. So I really like this song. I like so do I. the idea. And I like how in the chorus it's like, um, well, the pre-chorus says, somebody told me that you think I'm trying to make you. And the chorus it's and it goes, Jealous. And she's yeah. like, I do better things with my time. I'm like, come on. I love that part. Like, you are not the main character. You are not the center of the universe. That's, what, that's exactly what baby girl like you are not the center of attention here like this is not everything is about you and this was my um second kissing strangers awakening in this album the second time i thought of kissing strangers um i don't know what specifically made me think of that song um but maybe it was just like the idea i don't know but um is do you know why I think I like this song? I just realized it was co-written with Phineas. Hmm. This, ma- oh. this makes so much more sense now. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. For some reason, when I saw this like coming up on the track list, I didn't think I would like it. I don't know. Maybe it's just like the word jealous is just not... It gives Nick Jonas in a way that it does. It does. I don't know. Maybe it's just not a word I vibe with. So I don't. I did not have any expectations going into the song, but I was nicely surprised because I really did enjoy this one, and I think that it has a really nice helping of like the "I'm so done with you" type vibe. Like, yeah. um, I also really do like that I do better things with my time because I do. Um, I like the lyric a lot. If I can live without you, sue me. <laughs> Something about sue me. Oh, is yeah. Fine. Like, sue me. It's, it is so funny. It is. Like, do it. I dare you. Yeah, I think it's it's really funny. And it's like, it's okay. like a good way. Let's move on, though. Yeah, I like it. Okay, let's move on to Since I Was a Kid. This song is sad. (laughs) It is. But it has, I think, a lot of my favorite lyrics of this album. Some being, like, I like the looking at the world, rose-colored glasses. I love the, um, because I always used to be a problem. I love that part so much. Yeah. (laughs) I also, um, I like how it starts, like, since I was a kid, I've been like this, learned to throw a punch, learned to take a hit, which is like schoolyard fights. And I know we, we really don't experience that a lot. Like, personally, I know that our school environment was, was not like that. Um, my dad was talking about it. My dad grew up in Uruguay, and he said his dad always told him that you have to throw the first punch, and it's only one punch. And then you have to run. <laughs> like when she's, um, it's like, she's like, my grandpa was like, yeah, 
the person who first hits throws two punches. One, he gets punched back, punches again, and then he has to run. And I feel like for some reason, when that lyric came on, it's exactly what I thought of. And I was like, yeah, all right. Well, <laughs> take a hit, guys. Yeah. I feel like maybe that's why I like it. I feel like it brings up a lot of like childhood type of memories and then she shows how like they really affected her as an adult i like how it ends with we could call it tragic or we could call it even because she like spent the mm-hmm. whole song i love that part tragic stuff and then she kind of just like yeah or we could call it even or that's that you know yeah Let's move on to weakness. I like the song because it it gives like, uh, you know, original song structure and oh, the long song on the album. You know that like token long one. Yeah, but this one is deserved. Like sometimes yeah. the token long song just like shouldn't be a token long song. This song brought back my inner Lennon and Maisie stan my mom I was playing it right before um we go to record and my mom was like oh my god who is that I go it's it's Lennon and Maisie mom she's like oh I love them like I just really like this song sonically like it it was definitely one of the songs on this album that really I really vibed with this the sound and i in the you know in the first part in the weakness part the chorus just like hits so nicely it makes you want to cry like it just it does exactly what it's supposed to do and the lyrics but when your eyes are leaking that's my weakness i know it's just so cute and tragic if you take yeah. it the right way. Uh, I Maisie's voice, I almost didn't realize when she started singing. Their voices sound so similar, but they're so nice yeah. together. That's true, that's true. Um, I really, really like the Huey Lewis part. Um, I think that it was very um, sweet and, and nostalgic. Um, and the fact that, I mean... I think Sophia definitely covered this already, but like the fact that they sang it together just it made the song that much more meaningful. I think. Um, I don't know. I it's so sweet and adorable, and yes, it's setting, but that's okay. It's it's fine. <laughs> let's move on before <laughs> need a setting please. Song. Please let's move on. <laughs> um, let's talk oh, about girl. save us. Uh, I love this song. I Me also do like this one. I think that um, this song is just really relaxing in a way. No, I agree. Um, and it's it's not the most relaxing topic, but um, no, sonically. Not. It is. I think that this album, something that ties a lot of these songs together is um, external factors in a relationship. Things that are not love that play big parts in a relationship. 
example in a lot of other songs you would hear that like oh like love saves a relationship you know like it's love that's that stuff but in this we don't get that we're hearing the story of a relationship that's not obviously not tied together by love and in this song um we get lyrics like now it's all rearranged and we're waiting here for something to save us it's like ideally that's supposed to be like that's not the case here and i just really liked that idea because it just made the album so cohesive and just everything worked really well together in this album yeah Yeah. i agree i think because this is the penultimate track we're approaching the end of this album and and you know good night is the last track but that's kind of like like that is the last track you know what i mean and this yeah, one is kind of like this one is kind of like the last i don't know how to put this but it's like the last in the album like the body of the album track yeah it's the last of the body paragraph <laughs> yeah pretty much um and i really think that as anusha says it does you know help to embody what the rest of the album was about um <clears throat> and my favorite part of this song is the outro the little i love you always forever near and far closer together that part was just so satisfying to hear at the end of the song i love cute little outros i feel like they tie a song together mm-hmm. Definitely. I also think that I really like the idea of having everything lined up perfectly, like having everything that you need for a relationship, and then it's just the wrong person. I think that's a really interesting way to look at at something, and it's not really a story we hear all too often, because it's like when you want something to work so bad but it just can't there's no spark there there's nothing that's actually there anymore mm-hmm. I think that I like when I hear about that <laughs> I don't know why I just do but with that we can move on to the last track which is good night and I think is... this is interesting too right like it's yeah. the same kind of concept but then it's obviously like the goodbye song of the album. But then she says, um, please don't say goodbye. Just say goodnight because we know goodbye is the end. Yeah, it's like trying really desperately to hold on to something. And it's also um, a little bit of denial, I think. I don't know. I really like this song too. Yeah, no, I agree with like the denial thing because it's kind of like that that like false hope you know the whole please don't say goodbye because she doesn't want them to say goodbye because like she's like oh i'd like don't even want to go there you're just gonna play it safe you know play it safe say goodnight giving o to see without my eyes (laughs) (laughs) this is But, you know, overall, I think this album was really good, really cohesive, but also explores a variety of sounds and, and ideas. And I really like that. And I really love Lennon. And I love her music. And 
it hit me like in a strangely personal way that I wasn't expecting. I also love the name being 321 with like the periods after every word. Just a side note, super cool. And mm-hmm. I really enjoyed listening to this album and getting to talk about it here for the podcast. And yeah. Yeah, so if there's anything that you want us to listen to, um, any albums, EPs, artists, singular songs, make sure to reach out to us because We'll get around to it. Our Instagram is at the Speaking of Music Podcast. And our TikTok is at Speaking Music Podcast. So make sure to go follow both of those for all the latest updates. And as always, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.